0: What's up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Welcome to another segment of Trois. I'm your hostess Keeks and I would like to welcome you to my podcast. How did y'all like that intro? For those of you who do not know, that is the infamous lift every voice. Lift Every Voice and Sing, you know, it's like the Black National Anthem. I wanted to do something different, you know, this is going to be a very pro-Black series, so I wanted to do something different for y'all. But what's up? Hopefully you all have been having an amazing week. It is Black History Month, and I feel like it's my birthday. I'm just so excited Because it's Black History Month and I'm so excited to be doing this series. So thank you for tuning in because I'm coming with the heat, y'all. I'm coming with the education and the information. And because I'm going to be talking about the history, um, not just of our nation, but of various nations. I want to make a disclaimer and letting you all know something's going to be. It's not even My intentions are not to be to offend anyone, to be disrespectful. Um, My intentions, my goal is to educate and to inform the masses about black history and different subjects that impact the black community. I don't want to offend anybody i'm not trying to offend anybody but i just feel the need to say that because again like not everyone is supportive about these types of conversations and sometimes some people take being pro-black as being anti something else why do people take that that way that's another conversation for another day but i'm just here to make that disclaimer but thank you all for tuning in um i'm not going to even Spend too much time um, on any formalities. One thing I will reiterate is that you all can follow me on my social media accounts. Meninjaitwa, at Meninjaitwa. And you can search that at name on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Because I'm pretty sure y'all going to have some questions for me. Or even if y'all just got some comments, y'all want to say thank you for this information, sis. I appreciate it feel free to hit me up on social media. But that's the only formality I have right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and give my intro and talking about why I wanted to have these conversations and do this series. In having this dialogue, I seek to educate and inform the masses about some of the various issues that, bla- that plague the black community Specifically within the American society. I chose to have this conversation in celebration of Black History Month because, I mean, the timing, you know, it's only right. It's Black History Month. Why not? But also because I noticed that within me staying in a new state. A different town or a different city I noticed that there are certain topics such as racism colorism black-on-black relationships and transphobia regarding the black community and homophobia within a black community a lot of these conversations aren't being had right now at least I feel that way I don't hear people talking about these things and I may be wrong Because I know I'm not always present at places where these conversations are taking place. But I'm simply saying I'm not hearing anyone talking about these things. And at the same time, I've heard some people say some outlandish things. So I chose to utilize my I'm choosing to utilize my platform to inform and educate others. If these conversations are being held, that's great. But again, I just chose to use my platform to discuss these topics because these are things that I'm passionate about. And I really do like talking about these things. And I noticed that some people are uninformed and some people may refrain from having these kinds of conversations because they are uncomfortable and they don't know how to have these conversations without offending anyone or Because it's something that is foreign to them, they're simply not taking the time to invest in doing their own research so that they can have that knowledge for themselves. So by tuning into this series, I pray that you will not only receive this information, but that you will listen. And that you will share this information because these conversations needs to be had and this material needs to be shared worldwide because, again, these are things that impact black people by the masses. And, of course, again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to hit me up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at J. right. Now, for all that, for this first episode... I was going to call it black dialogue, but I decided to call it getting to the root because I felt like in order for you to address any problem or issue in relation to anything, you have to get to the root of that problem. So when it comes to discussing these topics regarding black culture, that's something that I really wanted to do in having this first episode. And my goal for this episode is to ensure that we all have conscious conversations when discussing black culture and subjects that impact the black community. I want us all to be aware of the cultural lens and fully understanding the context we're using when we are talking about certain things that impact the black community. Because a lot of times we discuss a variety of topics by only seeing them through one cultural lens. And because I'm American, excuse me, I can be honest in saying that I, too, am a victim of doing that. I, I discuss these things through one cultural lens, through the American cultural lens. And that's fine, but in this episode, I really want to bridge together the gaps in these conversations and help us all to understand that it's not just a black American thing. A lot of these things are subject matters that plague the black community on an international level. These are global issues. And it's important for us to Be conscious of the cultural lenses that we are using in having these conversations. Is it local? When I say local, I mean local within your community, local within your city. Is it national? Meaning it's local within your nation. Or is it international? Meaning it's international. It's nation to nation. It's important for us to examine these issues with a different cultural lens because they will help us to better understand the divide and conquer mentality and strategy. Because a lot of the things that plague the black community impact black people across the globe. And this is a byproduct of the divide and conquer mentality. The experiences we share as a collective group They're not going to be the exact same. Sometimes they may be the exact same. But if you really look at our experiences and we compare them to other experiences that other black people have gone through, we will see that they have a lot of similarities. And again, there's reasoning for that, and I'm going to get into that. But that's one reason why we should be conscious of the cultural lens we are using in discussing these topics. Number two. This will help us to see and understand those similarities and differences of these issues by seeing the compare by comparing and contrasting. We are able to see what those similarities are. We're able to better recognize the trends and patterns and things. Number 3, and having these conversations, I feel like they can help us wake up. They can help us to acknowledge and recognize the many the many hurdles and obstacles that stand against us. And I pray that in us waking up, we will unite. And liberate ourselves from the things that impact us on a global scale. Because a lot of times things may seem coincidental. But a lot of times things be a little bit too damn coincidental. And it's not coincidental. Sometimes, a lot of times, these things are deliberate in their intentions and in the ways that they manifest. Whew, child, I need some water already. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, like I said, for this episode, I'm going to get to the roots of um, understanding colonization. Because a lot, of pe- a lot of people don't understand or wrap their, hand, wrap their heads around colonization and really take the time to try to understand why colonization takes place or why colonization can be as effective as it can be. You know, a lot of times our history books, they don't tell us much of anything. They just paint with the same same brushes. They give you that same thin stroke or that same thick stroke. They don't really get, get into the intricate details of things because, again, they don't want you to know the details of these things. And... With me going to school, you know, I studied Black World Studies in school. I learned so many things about my history, about Black history, about Black culture. I would be in class crying because I was so enraged that I was just now finding these things out at the age of 19. I've been in school for 18 years. Why am I finding out these things right now? And that's why I'm saying, like, I'm really passionate about talking about these things, you guys. So, you know, the passion gonna come through on these episodes. I'm just going to let y'all know. But I wanted to I wanted to begin the conversation and talking about colonization and really getting into that because it's not something that's discussed and it's something that needs to be discussed. And it's something that needs to be understood. So here we go. I think it's safe to assume that the birth of black culture, it started within the motherland herself, the motherland in which we call Africa. Now, a lot of times Africa is discussed as if it's one country. However, Africa is a continent, y'all a continent. There are seven continents on the planet earth. You have North America, South America, Africa, Asia, Australia, Antarctica, and Europe. Always forget about Europe. Um, those are continents, continents on the planet Earth. Africa is one continent with 54 countries. Let that marinate for a second we we going to school with this, y'all. So, you know, if you need to write some things down, go ahead. If you need to rewind, pause, shed a tear, go ahead. Feel free. We're going to school. Africa is a continent with 54 countries. Now, think of the United States. I hate to bring things to the United States because that's very ethnocentric, but I'm just, I feel like that helps people, that helps Americans better understand things. When we make things about ourselves That's very self-centered, but that helps us better understand things. Um, The United States is one country. Africa has 54 of those. 54 countries within that one continent. And I wanted to reiterate this to give you all a glimpse of the variety of cultural differences and practices within the continent. Because a lot of times when people talk about Africa, they make it seem like it's just one fat country when it's not. It's a continent with 54 countries within the continent. That's just like saying Asia. Asia is a continent with 48 countries. And all of those countries, with all those countries, we don't assume that they all practice the same things Socially, educationally, within their politics, within their governance, within their economics, and so on and so forth. They practice things differently. Now, let's take, for example, India, China, and Iran. All of these are countries, three countries within the continent of Asia. Yet, we don't assume that they all practice the same things as a cultural group. The way India do economics isn't the same way that China practice their economics. The way Iran practices their governance isn't the same way that India practices their governance. The way that China's school system is set up is not the same as Iran or India's. Therefore, we should not place that same assumption upon the countries within Africa, because although Those 54 countries share the same continent. Their cultural practices are not the same. And we shouldn't even assume that they're always going to be similar. Now, I want to take a moment to say, like, there's a reason why Africa is discussed in that manner. This is a product of the... Divide. No, this is a a tactic of the divide and conquer strategy. Divide and conquer is a strategy that is used by colonialists to colonize the countries and lands to further their own agendas. This technique is reinforced through the use of violence and force. So this whole idea to minimize black culture and, you know, see Africa as being one country and practicing things in one uniform way when it comes to their governance, when it comes to their politics, when it comes to their economics, when it comes to their agriculture, when it comes to their school systems, this assumption that there is one uniform way that Africa practices their cultural practices and their cultural beliefs. This is a tactic of the divide and co- divide and conquer strategy, because they're trying to minimize black culture and restrict its multiplicity. They're trying to make it seem like it's not, like it doesn't have as much variety as it does, but it's very. Y'all heard me say the, con- the continent has 54 countries. There's so much variety within those countries. And we're not even talking about states. We're not even talking about states. We're, we're just talking about countries right now. But again, I wanted to reinforce that because one thing about divide and conquer is that, excuse me, it's a very powerful strategy, it's psychological just as well as it is physical it's physical and mental and this strategy or this technique to try to contain black culture is a move to try to contain and control not contain is a technique to try to control our narrative and what i mean when i say that is taking control of the way we see ourselves in the way we receive ourselves. By taking control of the narrative of a culture, you have control of the way that those people and other people see people belonging to that cultural group. When you control the narrative of a social group, you can control how people belonging to that group are perceived, whether that's in the media, whether that's in textbooks, whether that's in politics, everywhere. Once you control the narrative, you control how they are seen, you control how they see themselves, you control how other people see them. Again, divide and conquer, y'all. It's real. It's real. Now, I said there are 54 countries within the continent of Africa. Of those 54 countries, majority of them were colonized by various European and Spanish colonies. 52 of those countries to be exact. Now, take a minute to marinate on that. Of the 54 countries within the entire continent of Africa, 52 of those countries were colonized. This means only two countries remain untouched. Only two countries were not colonized. And those two countries were Ethiopia and Liberia. It's important to recognize this because a lot of times when people think about Africa, they think it's an impoverished continent. They think it's poor. They think they think of people walking around naked and being dirty and not having any type of civility to them. There's reasons behind that. The media is very deliberate in intentional in portraying that image because again they are controlling the narrative they want you to think of yourself in that way they want you to think of seeing african people in that light because they messing with your mind and once they conquer your mind your body will follow a lot of and Because a lot of the majority of the countries were colonized. That also helps us all to better understand why the infrastructure exists in the way that it does to this day. Because when colonization takes place, you can't just snap out of it and get back to doing things the way that they were done before you were colonized. Because when you are colonized, you are under the complete influence of your colonizer. And you know what? Since I'm talking so much about colonizing and colonies, what's a a colonizer, Keeks? I'm so happy that you asked. All right. So I did some research, you know, and pulling up the definition or defining What what it means to colonize. And I'm going to tell you, I'm very fascinated by the definitions I came across. According to Google. To colonize. They have three definitions. I wrote them all down. To colonize is to send a group of settlers to a place and establish political control over it. That's number one. Number two. To come and settle among and establish political control over the indigenous people of that area. Number three, to appropriate a place or domain for one's own use. According to the Oxford Dictionary, they define... The act of colonizing as the action or process of settling among and establishing control over the indigenous people of that area. Now, I'm going to take a moment and tell you all what I what my problems are with these definitions. Two terms that stood out to me because these were terms that both definitions used indigenous and settler. When you think of indigenous, I really want you to have a moment and be completely raw and honest with yourself. What comes to mind? Who do you picture? How does that person look? What are they wearing? What do they look like? What are they doing? And this is you and you right now. So just be completely honest with yourself and thinking about that. indigenous when i think of indigenous i can be completely honest in saying that i think of someone who would not be seen as civilized in society they're wearing clothes that are very different than my own they may not be fully clothed their hair may be a lot different than my own overall they look a lot different than I do and they don't practice thing they practice things that are different than the societal norm some people would equate would even equate this to savagery or see this person as being uncivilized because they're not fully clothed then because they get their food a different way because they do things differently that is seen and portrayed, no, that is seen as being savage-like. I said that to say that that term indigenous, it has the context surrounding it portrays Native people as being savages. And I know that's real deep, and some people may not pick up on that. But that's why I told you to take a moment and think of and ask yourself, who do you see when you hear the term indigenous? What does that person look like? What are they wearing? What are they doing? Because it is that deep. It is that psychologically deep. And that's intentional. That's intentional. They want you to see that person as being a savage. Now, when you hear the term settler, What do you think? When they say settler or settlers, they make it seem like these people aren't being aggressive in their approach. Like they're being adventurous in discovering land and not being violent or forceful in any way. Pay attention to the language, y'all. I'm telling y'all, there's a reason for this. These definitions portray indigenous people as savages and settlers as innocent when it is in fact the other way around. Again, this is intentional. This is not coincidental. This is deliberate. To colonize is to take control of an area that does not belong to you. To dominate that area in every way. Politically, socially, educationally, economically, in every way possible. When colonizers colonize, they do it with force. And a lot of times, this force is through violence, it's through rape, it's deliberate and intentional harm with no remorse. Saying European settlers, well, not saying European settlers, because the definition didn't say European settlers. But in saying settlers, this gives them some sort of innocence. And I don't like that because they're not innocent. Call them what they are. They are mass murderers. They were rapists of not just people of land. And they are very manipulative. And even within the language and me breaking down those terms, that's what I'm telling y'all when I say to control the narrative is so powerful because right there, that's a, the that's a strategy right there of how they control the, narr- the narrative. They want you to see the indigenous people as being savages, the settlers as being these adventurous people that are just going out and discovering land as if they're not being, as if they're not murdering people. They're not discovering land. They're coming in and colonizing it and taking over the land. And they are being so unapologetic in doing it. When you control the narrative, you are able to do that. And that's why you will see settlers as being innocent and, and indigenous people as being savages. That's just like how we hear that. And I, again, I, I don't like to take this back to America, but I feel like Americans, you know, we just tend to, to just think America. A lot of times we hear that America is the land of Native Americans. I'm not using past tense because this is still their land. America was colonized by European and Spanish colonies. They did it in a way that they wiped out the Native Americans. Yeah, we still have some Native Americans here today, but they are now a minority. How the hell did they become a minority when they were a majority within their own land? Because they were murdered by the masses, by their colonizers. Now, you can also add illnesses and disease because when colonizers came over, they brought their own illness, illnesses with them, their diseases, their pests. And a lot of things that were foreign to the Native Americans in their land. So the Native Americans weren't prepared for these types of things, because, of course, no one plans to be colonized. It, it happens with force. So the Native Americans were wiped out. They were stripped of their land. They were stripped of their resources and they were denied access to their land, which is how we have the America we have today. This same thing happened with many, many, many countries within Africa. 52 of those countries went through the same thing. Colonizers came in, murdered people, killed people, raped people, took what they took, robbed them. That's how colonizers colonize. They don't take no for an answer. They just take. They take, 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 take. There is no limitation to their taking. They take. So now that I've talked about, I've defined colonizing and how it happens. Let's talk about who the colonizers were, shall we? Who were the colonizers, Keeks? I'm happy you asked. The colonizers of um, the 52 countries that were colonized within a continent of Africa, the colonizers were European. They were the British, the French, the Dutch, the Portuguese, Spaniards, Italians, the Belgians, and Germans. Those were the common colonizers of the 52 countries that were colonized within the continent of Africa. And you can go and do this research on your own. I promise you, you're going to see the same colonies pop up. The British, the French, the Dutch, the Portuguese, the Spaniards, the Italians, the Belgians, and the Germans. These were the people that came in and took land and murdered people. Now, how were they able to colonize and be successful advanced weaponry because they had guns um a lot of the tribes within african culture there they had weapons, but their weapons weren't as advanced as the Europeans. you know they had um knives and swords and um what do you call those and spears and things like that. A lot of their weapons involved, you had to get in close contact in order to um, attack your aggressor. When you have a gun, you don't have to confront your aggressor. You can be from afar and just shoot. Advanced weaponry. Manipulation. Divide and conquer. And violence. Violence. All of these things were reasons how and why the colonizers were able to colonize and be successful. And as you can see, these things are a combination of mental and physical reinforcement cuz once you conquer the mind, the body follows. So, let me just go ahead and like paint a story cuz you know stories just stories help people to understand and see things better. And colonizing The colonizers did things like this. They'd get comfortable with the indigenous peoples, you know, make it seem like they're there for trade and all this good stuff. And once they got in good with the people, they retaliated. They murdered, they raped, they pillaged until there was nothing left. Until the rulers of many African tribes were murdered. So the members of those tribes were forced to follow the governance of the European colonizers. That's like saying you invite somebody to your house. Y'all get close. Y'all get real comfortable. You know, they start coming over all the time. Hey, you know, you think thinking y'all good. Until one day this person turns on you. They invade your home. They shoot it up. They kill you, your family, and they rob you. This is what happened. That's like someone coming. And again, I don't like to take this to the U.S., but I feel like sometimes in order for people to understand things, you have to make it personal. That's like somebody coming to the U.S. and taking control of our government. And any person that does not and that did not follow or obey their authority, you were killed. So anytime they faced any type of opposition, any type of um, rebellion and people not trying to listen and obey their authority, they would kill them. And they didn't hesitate. They didn't care if you was a mother, a father, a grandparent, a child. If you, if they perceived you as a threat, they killed you. And they were not sorry about that. They didn't have any remorse in killing. So now it comes down to, do I want to survive or do I want to die? Because I don't feel like I have much of a choice. I mean, they're they're killing us if we fight back. Our leaders are dead, so now you have the choice to survive or die. You fight back, you die. And to survive meant you had to survive under their terms, under their conditions. So that's how you get things like enslavement. That's how you get things like slavery. And I'm going to talk about that too. But you know that's going to be the next episode. You know what I'm saying? I just had to come here and, and introduce the roots of... Um, colonizing and helping us to better understand how these things took place. So when a country is colonized, that that land is stripped away of everything that it knows. Your language, your politics, your governments, your governance, um your agriculture the way that you learned how to do things you don't do that anymore now you are forced to learn a new way of doing things because you you are under a different authority the way you did stuff they not taking that they don't like that they don't want you to do that they want you to do it this way and if you don't do it this way you're dead again you don't have a i mean you have you don't have a choice you have a choice but you don't have a choice you try to fight back, you're dead. So you either do it this way or you're dead. So no, you don't have a choice. And that's how we get so many different byproducts about like regarding um, religion and the black community and even our language and our fashion, like so many things. That's how we have the black culture that we have today. And again, I'm not saying this within, with just a cultural, I mean, with just an American cultural lens. Like when I talk about enslavement, y'all, that's basically going to be the next step in understanding how we have so much variance and variety in black culture. Um, But also understanding that we had, Variance and variety within black culture to begin with it's just that when you mix that with force and colonization It births something different So When you are colonized you are under the complete influence of your colonizer You have to do things the way that they want you to do things because that's the way they want things done and When when trying to come back from being colonized, it's not, like I said before, it's not something that you just snap into doing. It takes time to get back to what you used to practice doing. And I'm not even telling you the time frame in which these countries were colonized. Some of these countries were colonized for years 60 years, 70 years, a hundred some years. That's generation after generation after generation after generation after generation of change. So everything that you know is being completely altered. So now when you gain your independence and your freedom Now you have the freedom to do things the way you want to do things. But now you having a hard time trying to understand, well, dang, how do we used to do things? Because the way that you used to do things has been wiped out. Because when when colonizers colonize, they, they wipe out all of the native cultural practices that you had. So you don't know how to go back to doing things the way that your culture initially did things because you don't even have any evidence showing you how it was done. The leaders of your tribe, the kings and queens and chiefs of your tribe, they're dead. They can't even tell you how things were done, whether it was how things were done during their reign or how things were done during their time in their past because they're dead. So now you just got to kind of figure out, okay, how do we want to do this? And the only way you know now is the way that your colonizers taught you. So now you have to learn how to do things under their influence, even though they are not forcing you to do so. And it's really important for us to understand this because I feel like a lot of times people be like, man, why can't black people just, why come, why black people just can't get it? Why are we the only ones that struggle in doing this? This is why when you have a history in which it's like you were de- deliberately separated away from your native culture, you can't just bounce back. You don't even know the, how things were initially done before. Because, again, you were the, the, the connections you had to that were severed. The only way you know how to do it now is by the ways that the colonizer taught you and the way that they taught you was a way was a way that was not inclusive to you because they did it in a way to where. They wanted things to operate in their favor. It's favoring them. It's not favoring you. That's why we have a hard time in matriculating as a cultural group. That's why we just can't get it. Because we were, the ties and relations that we had to our native lands, to our native cultures, to our native cultural practices and beliefs, those have been cut. We don't even know how that was done. And the history and the artifacts and the evidence that we had they took that away they got that in a museums now and they control the narrative so now they telling you how they did it and they lying and telling you how they did it i'm telling y'all like this stuff is so deep and this is just the beginning and again i'm going to talk more about the history of enslavement and things like that in the next episode, but I wanted to take the time and using this first episode to really dive deep into this topic because, you know, I used to have those same questions growing up in school, uh, always seeing the narrative for black people. The narrative always started off with enslavement. We were always slaves and then we were free and then we had civil rights and then now we're just here doing it. They never went into the intricate details and explaining how these things happen because they don't want you to know. And they're not going to tell you. And when I found these things out in school and in doing my own research, I felt so deceived. I was pissed at myself. Because I'm like, damn, you never thought to question this? Damn, you never thought to do your own research? Damn, you never, like, no. Because, again, once you control a narrative, it's like once you start to, at least for me. Once I started to have those moments where I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't add up. Something just doesn't make sense. They will always reinforce that narrative to where it's like, I don't know. It always portrayed us in a negative light. Like we just were, like we were ignorant and we were clueless and we just don't know how to do stuff. Like we were always portrayed a negative light and I knew that didn't make sense I knew something was up I just didn't know exactly what it was but when I went to class and I'm reading all these books and having all these conversations y'all I would be in class enraged in my tears because I just felt so deceived I spent all this time in school and I'm just not learning about this stuff but you know what it's okay because I appreciate that And because I've learned what I've learned, I'm here to share my knowledge with y'all and use my platform and getting this content out because you're not going to hear this unless you go to school or you take some type of special program and learning these things yourself. Or unless your parents uh, took the time and they grew up during a, you know, civil rights era and their parents told, you know, like all we have are stories that are own ancestors have passed down to us because we can't trust the media we can't trust the narratives that they putting out there because they only gonna portray us in a way that's negative in a way that's demeaning in a way that we hate ourselves in a way that we don't even like ourselves in a way where we like damn why black people just can't get right why black people just can't get it because they control the narrative but we're not doing that shit no more we're not letting them control the narrative right now. We're taking control of our own narrative. And this is me, my platform. This is, this is me taking control of our narrative. Because they never going to tell us the great things about ourselves. They're never going to tell us of our great achievements and things like that. Because they don't want us to know. And again, that's intentional. That ain't coincidental. But let me stop because I'm preaching now. Whew, child. I talked long enough. It's been 45 minutes. Um. But I just wanted to, you know, go ahead and give you all the intro episode. I know I laid it on pretty thick. That's fine. It's okay. We are here to learn together, grow together, heal together. Also, I got some homework for y'all. I know I went and did my own, you know, research and um, defining some terms. But I want y'all to take notes and do some of y'all own research. Are y'all really going to do it? I don't know. But I'm going to leave that in your hands because... That's between you and the Lord. If this is information that you really do want to take the time and find out more about, I believe that you will take the time and doing the research. So I'm going to drop some terms for y'all and I want y'all to go ahead and do some research on these terms for me. Colonize. Again, I know I gave you all those definitions, but still, look it up for yourself. Colonize. Divide and conquer. In African diaspora. I'm going to say it again, colonize, divide and conquer, and the African diaspora. I'm telling you all that last term, African diaspora, that's going to be a good lead for the next segment. But that's all I got for y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in with me and getting these mental vibrations. I'm sorry. Thank y'all for tuning in with me and getting these spiritual vibrations for your mental stimulation. I always get it mixed up, y'all. I have been your hostess, Keeks, and y'all have been the best of the best of the best of the best of the dopest audience. Thank you all for tuning in with me. Hopefully, y'all have a beautiful, blessed week. Make sure y'all tune in. Next episode, drop it tomorrow.